Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Five persons, including actress Sharon Tate, were found dead at the home of Miss Tate and her husband, screen director Roman Polyansky. The whole thing is very, Tate, very mysterious, mysterious but this is what I know. menacing letter received yesterday by a Vallejo newspaper was not sent by the infamous Zodiac killer. That's again for asking. That Area 51, the secret Air Force base in Nevada, actually exists. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. He's been called the East Side Rapist. He's been called the Visalia Ransacker. The original Night Stalker. And the Golden State Killer. You have now entered into the house of mystery. The best in true crime, conspiracy, and alternative history. With Al Warren and Kevin Thompson. KCAA, the stations that leave no listener behind. Broadcasting on 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM. The trifecta of talk radio for Southern California. Welcome back into the House of Mystery. I'm your host today, Al Warren, and joining me is one of our regular commentators, uh, Dr. Joseph Yusinski. How are you doing, and how is your trip to Europe? Well, I'm doing very well, thank you for asking, and um, I just got back from the UK a couple weeks ago. I was there for a little bit more than a month, and it went really well. Um, I brought a group of students with me for a study abroad course, and... Uh, and we explored London and uh, some of the uh, places around London for, for a month. And um, because it's me, we did a lot of conspiracy theory stuff. <laughs> hey, well, you know, how do people feel about conspiracies over there? Do you find there's a different attitude toward them? So it's a little bit different over there, but not much. So in terms of polling that we do, what we find is that UK isn't that much different than the US. But the one thing that is different is that it's a little bit smaller part of their day-to-day politics than it is ours right now. So the big thing for them that was driven by conspiracy theories was Brexit, obviously, where there was a lot of conspiracy talk particularly on the Leave side, that drove the Brexit referendum. Here, there was a lot of conspiracy theory talk 
in the 2016 election, but it stayed with us right. after the election. Yeah, yeah. it seems like people um, are carrying on with conspiracies, conspiracies here. and um, so, so, But they're still pretty open to it over there. It's just a different type of conspiracy. Yeah, and part of the reason is this, is that, the, is that our conspiracy theories were tied to a candidate, Donald Trump, who then got elected and has continued on with the rhetoric. Whereas once Brexit was passed, um, it sort of let the air out of the balloon. And you don't, you don't have a conspiracy theory prime minister in, in the UK right now, like Theresa May, um, who's the head of the Conservative Party, is not a conspiracy theorist. She's, you know, very mainstream in her views. Um, so that's, that's where the political rhetoric is there. So it's not, it's not driving the politics the way it is here, where you have this back and forth between Donald Trump um, and, you know, people accusing him of conspiracy and then him making those accusations right back. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of a vicious cycle. It hasn't changed. It just keeps going. I thought people would grow tired of it by now. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people who have that mentality, and, and this is Donald Trump's um, thing. This is his audience. I mean, he has to dance with the people who brought him to the prom. And that's the conspiracy theorists. So if you think about how Donald Trump positioned himself when he originally got into the race, it was somebody who was out of the mainstream, somebody who had a conspiracy view of elites and of mainstream politics. So he wasn't going to compete against Jeb Bush and the 20 other Republican candidates by saying he had more political experience or better, better political experience or by trying to out-Republican them, because he wasn't a politician or a Republican. So he had to go after um, an underserved population of Republicans, and that was largely the conspiracy wing of the Republican Party. And those are the voters he, he went after in the primary uh, campaign, and those are the voters he continues to court. And to keep them involved he has to constantly prod them with conspiracy theories and that's where his rhetoric is that's where it stayed so when people see you know oh my god you know why are we talking about conspiracy theories so much it's because we have the person with the biggest uh, megaphone in the country the president constantly <laughs> engaging in that rhetoric yeah yeah and but there's still no good uh um there's no line that you can draw between um a real conspiracy and something that's made up. How do you draw that line? That's the biggest problem I see. So it comes back to how do we define a conspiracy theory versus how do we define a conspiracy? So if we say conspiracy is a real thing that happened, right? You know, how, the question then becomes how do we know that something happened, right? Like how do you and I know that Watergate really happened? I mean, it's not like you and I were there and we watched it, right? Right. Yeah. So how do we know? Well, it's because the the right knowledge generating authorities have deemed it so. So, so the courts have had admissions. The courts sent people to prison. Um, there were open inquiries in Congress. So the information is out there and it's been deemed credible. And we so for that reason we could say you know for the most part we know that Watergate's a real thing. You know, but with something like 9-11 Truth or did Obama fake his birth certificate, you don't have those knowledge-generating bodies 
that have generated the information and put it out there so that it can be challenged um, and taken as reputable. You know, so, you know, those ideas remain conspiracy theories and the official stories, you know, remain um, as what we should believe, even though there are going to be people who disagree and have every right to do so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and I guess you probably know that. Uh, well, you had experience, but with um, w- along with Trump and and the politics in the states, that Q and QAnon and uh, how that's risen out of really nowhere, and now it's become the largest thing. Like uh, at the rallies, everybody with their Q signs, and uh, that that's just kind of bizarre in as far as even conspiracies go. Yeah, so for those who don't know, QAnon is a conspiracy theory that's popped up over the last year in the dark reaches of the Internet on 4chan and 8chan and subreddits. Um, And the theory goes like this. There is a person with a top-level security clearance who is either in the Department of Energy or is somehow a contractor or associated with the Department of Energy and he's on the side of Trump, and I should say he or she, since we don't know who this person is, but they're on the side of Trump uh, fighting against the deep state. And the deep state is a group of embedded bureaucrats who are up to no good and working to take down Donald Trump. And um, I, I think the more the more strange part of the theory is that, that this Q puts out... Um, anonymously puts out these breadcrumbs or clues every once in a while that the followers have to decipher to figure out what's going to happen next. And what they what the followers suggest is that Q is able to to uh, broadcast in advance um, the arrest of democratic operatives who are engaged in a satanic um child molesting sex trafficking conspiracy um, and that's one part of it and the other part is that Bob Mueller is really investigating the Democrats and not investigating Donald Trump uh, for conspiracy oh <laughs> okay uh, yeah, I, okay one thing how come it seemed, it, how come that whole thing on the Democrat side everybody is like uh, pizza gate, you know, with the sex yeah. ring and and pedophiles and all that. How, like none of it is true. Like we have no evidence of it, but yet it keeps going on and on and on. That everybody that's a Democrat is a, you know, is is part of a sex ring and s- selling children and and all of this stuff. Um, how can people hold on to something like that year after year with no evidence? Well, it's not new. So as wacky as this sounds, I mean, we see this throughout history over and over and over and over again. And and part of it sort of comes down to the idea that there's nothing worse you can do than engage in child sex trafficking and satanic molestation, right? right? It's like Agatha Christie doesn't write novels about child molesters. She writes them about murderers because murderer is more easy to digest in entertainment, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if the mystery was who was who was molesting little boys, I mean, saying the butler did it is just gross, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, 
so so even with murder we can accept those things but when it comes to if you want to make a really disgusting horrible charge against people you don't like this is it and that's why it keeps coming up throughout history whether it was the illuminati or you know wrap dead babies in gold and eat them for their magical powers or the jews do it or it was satanic cults who were working in daycare facilities in the eight, in the 1980s and 1990s who wound up going to jail for fake crimes that never happened um, or whether it's Oliver Stone's JFK movie where he has defrocked pedophile priests who killed JFK you know so whoever you want to accuse of whatever crime you don't like you can always go to this and it just makes it as evil as possible yeah, I guess I can see that 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 would be evil, like you know, if this if it were true. But when it, it, it's to the point now, when you hear stories, I, I just roll my eyes because it's the same old, same old, and it's not like they have breaking news. They have like uh, pictures, or they have the documents, or they have someone was caught in a basement with a boy, or someone sold something, a, a young girl somewhere. Like I don't. There's just nothing. There's nothing but the the original saying of, you know, sex pedophile sort of headline. But there's nothing else. But that's the thing. It's like there's direct evidence. Like, oh, we caught Hillary Clinton molesting children, and we know now that she's part of this satanic sex cult. I mean, right. there we don't have that, right? Right. Um, but what they do have is more indirect evidence. And so imagine recent headlines where you have Bill Cosby, who used to be America's dad, and who would have thought a couple of years ago that he would have drugged and raped, you know, what are the reports now, 70 or 80 women over the course of decades, and it, and it was all <laughs> apparently known, but no one, no one ever came forward. Right. Um, you have Harvey Weinstein, you have all these other things going on, and people look at that and say, well, what else is going on that we don't know? Right? Yeah. So they're taking evidence that has been exposed and trying to extrapolate from that to cases that, that where we don't yet have evidence. Hmm. I, 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 I still, uh, you know, I don't buy things until I get get some some proper things in, in the in the shopping bag you know absolutely and that's that's probably the better way to approach it but i mean that's sort of the thought process right it means you have people you don't already like you want to accuse them of things that are terrible and then you extrapolate from things that we do know to things that we don't yeah. so there is a leap there that's that's unevidenced as of yet right oh that's, that's crazy so uh, this q q Allen, what what do you think the direction is that this person is going in, or what what are they trying to achieve? Do you think? So who knows, right? I mean, it's, I mean, the story goes that they're trying to let the support Trump supporters know that you know um, Trump is in the right, and then the the child molesting, satanic, sex cult people are going to be foiled. Um, so that's the story. Now, what's the true story? It's hard to know what the motives of this person or persons truly are. Is it a hoax? Is it one person? Is it several people? Um, are they doing it for fun, for money, as a hoax, just to, to screw with people? Who knows? We don't know. Right. 
So, um, I mean, we'll find out at some <laughs> point, but um, it, there is a movement behind it. But I want to be very careful when I say movement because um, while I was still in the UK, my phone just started going off the hook in my last week there. So, um, over the course of two and a half weeks, I think I did, um, I think I had a hundred media requests. Um, to talk about Q with reporters. And I wound up, you know, maybe in 40 or 50 stories about Q. And this only emboldened the people who believe in it because they came out and said, look at how the mainstream media is attacking us. It only shows how right we are in our beliefs. And I was in, you know, I think the majority of those stories. Um, talking about why people believed it. So that actually got the Q people to start, you know, writing about me and saying, why is this guy in all these stories? Is he out to get us? And he must be part of the deep state establishment. And, you know, one, one person went through my entire Twitter feed, put together a bunch of pictures into a collage and said, look, he must be some sort of satanic, you know, cult person. And I guess the, the reasons were that I wore red socks once. <laughs> uh, does it every time you're giving away the secret <laughs> if you wear red socks you're in on it so <laughs> yeah yeah i know i it's just it's crazy i got one just one attack on that from a q supporter and that and uh i i don't know what to say i i'm just trying to fi find out what what the truth is i like to understand things uh that people, if someone has information, I, I'd like to hear it. I don't want to. I'm not putting down anybody following Q, QAnon. I'm just uh, trying to figure it out. Yeah, one of the important things I, I always say to journalists, but very few of them actually write it. I think maybe one or two did, and I and I really had to push them to do it. Was that you know, there's a lot of reporting on conspiracy theories, and it's almost all negative, right? We expect that from the mainstream news. Um, they don't treat conspiracy theories very well, and that's fine. Um, but oftentimes they treat the believers like they're zoo animals to be looked at, right? And and I don't think that's right, because everybody believes in at least one conspiracy theory. Most people believe in a few. And I think we need to be nice to each other, because we're all trying to make sense of a dizzying world and, you know, sometimes we're going to get it right and sometimes we're going to get it wrong. And we shouldn't be pointing fingers and laughing at people. And, and that, that I don't like is that I want to understand the beliefs. I want to understand how people get to them, but I don't want to attack or, or, you know, or cajole. So I, 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 and I think sometimes the tone in the media is, is, you know, takes it too far. Yeah, for sure. They make fun of, of people involved in that and they give them a, uh, it gives it a bad name, and it gives it like, oh, look at these losers. You know, they say it in the wrong way. <laughs> and, I, I, and I'm the same, but I don't. I I'm really trying to understand. So if people send in things to me and they want us to talk about things on the show, that's great. I'm all for it, and I and I'm all for guests. I'm all for talking about it and learning and trying to figure out what's real and what's not. Um, I'm not into calling anybody names and stuff like that. So, but at that same token, um, when you just outright send me a message calling me or somebody else on the show here uh, a name, um, I'm just delete block. 
simple. <laughs> I mean, it's just simple. I mean, if, if you actually have something to say, uh, I'm all for it. Go for it. Send me your message, and, and we'll talk about it, and we'll even bring it up. We'll even invite you as a guest if you've got something important. But uh, we don't want any of the name-calling ourselves. Yeah, one one thing that's really important, too, and, and I think there's another lesson here about uh, about the media, and that is that um, there were so many stories written about this Q thing sparked largely by the fact that a few people who are Q supporters attended a Donald Trump rally, and they wore Q shirts. So that sort of got all the media going after and said, oh, my God, what's this Q thing? We now have to, to write about it. And I think every major newspaper did something on it. And it sort of, it got overblown. And, and I want to tell you why I know that, because we, I was able to, during all this frenzy, um, sneak a few questions onto a poll that was, that we were about to put into the field, um, for other reasons. So one of the questions we asked was how people felt about the Q movement. And you would have expected all the coverage that it got that people would have been like, oh, my God, this is great. We all support this. But no. Um, so so just to give you the details, we, we surveyed 2,000 Floridians. And this is the state where, where Q supporters attended the Trump rally. So if there was going to be Q support, we figured it would have been here. Right. Um, and we gave people a list of names and organizations to rate them on what's called a feeling thermometer. So if you really like something, you rate it a hundred. If you really dislike something, you rate it a zero. And if you don't, if you're not familiar with something, you sort of skip it. So we gave people a list of names, uh, political figures, media outlets, um, and Q. And we asked them to rate them. Now Q came out the second lowest. So we asked about Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, Fox News, MSNBC, the governor, our senators. Um, because it's Florida, we asked about Fidel Castro, because um, he's a popular figure here, even though he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, Q came out rated the worst, except for Fidel Castro. Oh. And in any other state, Q would be probably worse than Fidel, um, because this is Florida, and people danced in the street when Fidel died. Um, so there was not this groundswell of support for Q here, and and he's only a few points better than Castro. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so there isn't this big Q movement behind it. There isn't um, tons of believers. It's just not there. The polling doesn't support it, and and the people who, you know. So the one thing I will say is that people skip this the most. So the most people don't know Q, and of those that do know it, don't support it. Hmm. So it's just one of those cases where something abnormal happened. A few people wore these T-shirts to the Trump rally, and then the media blew it up and made it seem like there was this growing movement that's becoming dangerous and scary. And, you know, it's it's just not there. It's not taking off. Maybe it will in the future, but there's no evidence that that's happened yet. Right, yeah. It's kind of one of those you don't know how it's going to turn out. The, uh, you know, um, when you were gone, I know that um, Showtime started showing a show, um, Who is American? Who is America? <laughs> Have you heard that with Sasha Baron? Yes, yes. And, and I've watched through now uh, five 
I believe five of the six so far. Um, and you know, it's quite funny, but sad at the same time. That's, that's kind of my feelings on it. Um, uh, have you, so have you seen any of them? So I've seen parts of it and I, and, and I, I think we just want to be a little bit cautious um, because we're all prone to this. And we've known this, you know, going back um, into the psych- psychological studies of the 40s, 50s, and 60s. You know, so, uh, so just to give you an example, you know, after World War II, um, social scientists started asking, you know, why do people take orders um, that they should know are clearly terrible? but they carry them out anyway, right? right? So it's like, why did Nazism happen? Why did people do these terrible things that are just grotesque and immoral, but, you know, they're just following orders? So they did experiments into this. You know, and, and, the, and the famous one is where they, you know, they hire somebody, you know, quote-unquote hire somebody to come in and, and, and work in a laboratory when, in fact, they're not really being hired, they're just a test subject, and they and they say, okay, listen, we have a test subject in the other room, and we're going to hook them up to these electrodes, and we and we're going to ask them some questions or something, and we want you to zap the person when we tell you to. Um, so they do, and they say, okay, zap the guy, and they turn the knob, you know, and the guy in the other room pretends to get zapped, even though he's not really getting zapped. Yeah. And the experiment goes on, and they tell the people, okay, turn it to ten, and they're turning it to ten, and the guy in the other room is like, ah. <laughs> And they think they're really zapping this guy. Now, what that tells us is that people are willing to do what they're told when they trust the person that's telling them. You know, if you have a boss that says, you know, zap the guy in the other room, most people are going to do it. And it's just something in us where we're like, okay, we, we trust the person, we're going to take our cues, and we're sort of going to follow follow orders. Um and people don't always stand up to the information that they're being given or the person that's giving it, and they'll just sort of go along to get along. So, and that's sort of what you're testing in this Who is America, when you have you have uh, Sasha Baron Cohen going to these people and saying, hey, you know, let's do this thing where we give guns to preschoolers or something. <laughs> like, oh, it sounds like a good idea. Now, saying that's a good idea in the context of a conversation with somebody who they think is an expert on this, is very different than actually going out and handing guns to children or passing a policy that actually does it. Right. Um, so all you're really testing there is these people's, you know, humanity. It's, it's just a quirk in our humanity where we sort of agree with these things. So I don't get that sad about it. I, I do get sad that we just sort of don't realize that it happens to all of us. It's that the, the, the victims aren't stupid. It's just... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's just a quirk. Like, it could be done to me. Like, if some, some of my colleagues came up to me and tried to convince me of something, they probably could, even though, you know, they were pulling a hoax on me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I agree. I, I, I don't know if I would have done like the lawmaker where I take off my pants and I'm chasing you around <laughs> with, my, with, my, with my open, exposed bum to yeah. touch you because that would make you gay you know i don't know that like if someone actually if i was in that i'd kind of go uh yeah no thanks you know yeah, and, I, and i and i have to wonder too how many interviews they're not hearing oh yeah yeah how many right mistakes? i mean so it, it could be the case that you know they have to do several of these to get somebody who's willing to go far enough to make it interesting yeah 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 i i, I kind of agree um but it's kind of the situation we're in, um, and uh, I, I just, I, you know, I'm more surprised that a lot of those people that are getting caught in these things uh, are not more guarded um, before doing them. Yeah, and this isn't to defend all people, because there are a lot of people who, are, I mean, we all have bad beliefs to yeah. one extent or another, right? Yeah. And we all believe things that aren't evidenced, and sometimes our opinions might not be very good ones. <laughs> um, so, so this is just part of the human condition. But, you know, if you're to take Congress people, for example, you know, a lot of them believe really bad stuff, and they say really dumb things from time to time. Like, there was one a few years ago who thought that an island was going to sink because there was a military base on it. Yeah. Michelle Bachman said in a, in a presidential debate that that the um, the vaccine that keeps young women from developing ovarian cancer makes girls retarded. Yeah. You know, so so there's this stupidity out there, and it can be taken advantage of. Yeah. 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 Makes me feel good. So now, when you were in the, when you were in the UK, and that and you did some visiting around there too. What you went to the Freemasons? Yeah, so they have the big uh, lodge right there in, uh, in in the center of London near Covent Garden, and you could you could take a free tour of it. They're very open. They give free tours most days, and they have a beautiful uh, museum in there with all sorts of Freemason artifacts, and they give you a tour of this 
beautifully built building um, that was built uh, about a hundred years ago. Um, but you would imagine it's, it's all based on masonry. You know, it should it's, be good. <laughs> yeah, it's done incredibly well, and <laughs> they give you a nice tour. But you ask the questions, you can only think that they're lying to you, right? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you go, "Oh, what does this weird symbol mean?" And they go, "Oh, that's nothing. They just put that there for no reason." <laughs> like I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, just that whole thing that that whole Freemason thing is still a big question. For me, I, I just I don't get it. I don't understand. Um, it's still going on today. People are part of Freemasons, and it's a secret society. But but is it like is it still what it was? So the numbers that they gave me suggest that membership has been in decline for some time. And that sort of makes sense. I mean, people in the last 50 years, they have TVs now, right? So they don't join the bowling leagues. They don't join the fraternal leagues. Um, they don't join groups as much as they used to because now we have other forms of entertainment. We don't have to get together. So I think for that reason, I mean, Freemasonry is sort of, um, you know, the numbers they gave me suggest that it's, it's dipped quite a bit from what it was in its heyday. Um, but I mean, in college, I was a fraternity guy, right? And we were sort of a secret society. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, in having been on the inside of that, I don't look at these groups and think that they're up to any nefarious purposes. You know, in my fraternity, we had secret handshakes and T-shirts and mottos and sayings and this and that. But there, were, there was no plot to take over the world. At best, there was, you know, a plot to, you know, try and get girls to come to the house yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you weren't in one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, but before I joined, I thought, you know, maybe do they have some sort of secret of knowledge? Are they planning to take over the world? And, and no, it's like they're trying to plan a Good Friday and Saturday night, and that's that's about it. And and I and I don't think the Freemasons are much different. Um, they're, they're a group of people, they have traditions that go back, you know, a couple hundred years, and they have handshakes and secret sayings, but I don't, you know, despite what some people say, I don't see any satanic cult thing going on or anything like that, you know, so they have their mystery and lore, um, but I just don't see an evil purpose to it. Why, why is Satan always getting the bad word here? Because he's evil. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if we were to go to a different culture where they believed in a different, in in a different evil thing, then we would be saying, "Oh, they're doing that." You know, these are Hades worshippers or something, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I just, I just every time someone's uh, evil, it's like they're satanic worshippers <laughs> doing, you know, doing whatever. And it's just like doesn't matter who it is. As, as soon as they're considered bad, they're satanic worshippers. I yeah, just, I, I don't. Know. And we do it. We do it in our politics too. Like, oh, you're Hitler. You know. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, that's true. And and now, so you, uh, what did you have to do? Um, end times prophecy when you were there, like you did a. Yeah, so I I, I was able, able to meet up with a friend of mine named David Barrett, who is a uh, retired professor and author. He's got a few books on Amazon. Uh, um, who studied end time prophecies, and I went to see him do a talk. And it's really fascinating because if you look at, um, you know, his focus was on Christian cults 
all these different sects that have their end time prophecies and say, you know, they they never come true, obviously. And then the trick is, what do the leaders do after the prophecies fail? I mean, do they? What is the excuse that they give? And what he finds is that the followers, despite the prophecies always being wrong, they never give up. And in fact, they become more more devout in their beliefs that the end is coming. Yeah. Well, why? Now you you were saying you said specifically um, uh, Christian. Um, cults i guess we call it and um it, are they the only religious one that seems to draw on end time prophecies you no know, so this this there's quite a bit so i mean the, the the big example in the u.s is the heaven heaven's gate people right and that was i think a little bit christian but not in the way we would normally think i mean they were flying they were going to kill themselves to fly away on the haley bob comet yeah so that wasn't necessarily the end of the world but it was sort of you know you know, it's the end for them, at least. But uh, they, they, in general, believe in Christ. Yeah. Um, you know, but there are other ones. There are ones who believe the aliens are coming and going to kill us all. There's the planet Nibiru people who think that this planet X, or planet Nibiru, as they call it, is going to come and blow us up. Um, and they've given several dates for that to happen. I was going to say, that's... In the last few months, and we, it just keeps missing us. Oh. <laughs> I guess that too bad <laughs> well, well yeah so how do they keep going like i that's what i i i just don't understand so now nibiru was supposed to hit us three or four times <laughs> and they've given us dates and time goes by and it doesn't happen so what did they just change the dates yeah so a lot of times uh, you know and if you go back in the last couple hundred years i mean particularly with the christian these these you know strange christian cults is that they have a date it doesn't happen, and there's one of a few things that the leaders might do. Is they might say, okay, um, thanks to our prayers, God stepped in at the last moment and saved us all. Um, or they might come out with criticism and say, well, um, Jesus was going to come, but the world's not ready yet. Um, so he, Jesus decided to put off the date a little bit until we can do more of our work, convince more people, um, that uh, you know to believe what we believe, and then then the world would be ready for Christ's you know resurgence. Oh, good. So there, I mean, there's always a, a a coping strategy. That's always some post hoc explanation of of why it didn't happen the way it's supposed to. And and there are some of these preachers that you know um, had thousands and thousands of followers, where they're continuously wrong, but they keep coming out with date after date after date. And then finally they learn, you know, there was one preacher where he got into his late 70s and he just put it off. He said, it's going to be in 23 years. And that way he knew he'd be dead, <laughs> that he would be wrong again, right? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have to face the, the, the crowd then. Oh, I, I see the Moonies are back too. Yeah, so it's an there's i mean the world has lots of different groups and cults and beliefs and 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 whatnot and and sometimes these things that we think are gone like flat earth you know pop up yeah yeah it never ends uh, so it's so on the doom days prophecies and stuff like that end days um is it does it look bad for us we're going to end soon <laughs> well it actually looks good because it seems like the the prophecies have you know a zero percent accuracy rate in the past 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is true. Uh, they're not batting very good, are they? You know, so, uh, so I, I would not, uh, you know, start liquidating your assets in expectation of going to Nirvana just yet. <laughs> no, no, hold on to it. Uh, don't, don't charge, don't charge all your credit cards to the max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now you've had a couple of books that you've put out that uh, published on conspiracies, and I know that you've been working on another one, and it is set to come out in November, I believe. Uh, conspiracy theories and the people who believe them. Um, give us a little fore, foreshadowing of what this is about. So so the last book was called American Conspiracy Theories, and that's been out for four years now, and that really focuses on conspiracy theories um, in the American political context. And that actually just came out in an audio book uh, for people who, who like to listen um, but the new book, Conspiracy Theories and the People Who Believe Them, um, is edited by me, and we have 40 authors um, who who provided 30 chapters, and we look at conspiracy theories all around the world, and we have polling from 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 the U.S., from uh, from Europe, from the U.K., from different countries, and we sort of try to bring all this together and try to get the, the newest data, the newest information, um, to try and marshal that evidence into sort of a new understanding of, of what is a conspiracy theory and then, you know, why do people believe them and what makes the, you know, the believers different from the non-believers. Yeah, like what... That's, I, I was going to ask what makes a person believe a conspiracy theory, and I guess there's really nothing in particular. It's just more the type of person and what the conspiracy is, I guess, the combination. Yeah, that's exactly it. So so we're all believers, right? Like, So when we do polling, we can only poll on a few conspiracy theories because it becomes expensive if you just ask, you know, infinite questions, right? Yeah. Um. But what we find when we ask about just a few is that, you know, a majority of Americans believe in at least one, but if we were to expand the list, everyone would believe in one, if not a few. So we're all conspiracy theorists in that sense. Um, so what I really mean to say is, you know, is that we all believe in different ones, right? So the ones you believe in will be different than the ones I believe in. So what we want to get to is, like, what's driving the choice to believe in some and not others? And I think that's the best way to put it. And and the answer to that is that we all have a set of dispositions that we bring with us. So it's not like we, we all see information and interpret it in the same way. Like, we can see the same exact things, but come come away with very different conclusions. And the reason for that is is that we have different worldviews that we have. So someone who's on the left is going to see things differently than someone who's on the right. And someone who, for instance, thinks that the world is run by shadowy conspiracy theories is going to interpret information different than someone who doesn't. Right? So once you put all those different viewpoints together, it's going to drive us in different directions in terms of what we will accept and what we won't. Yeah. Now, it, it, you know, one thing I was I wanted to get in before we are off is um, Alex Jones is going to be on the show. And 
what, so well, he's got he's got nowhere else to go. So. Yeah, I know, I know. We're 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 the, we're scraping the he's scraping the bottom by being on my show. Um, <clears throat> no, actually, what do you think about that whole? Now there's the conspiracy that he's putting out that um, they they just want to take him out. That you can see plenty of worse on these platforms. That it's just a, a conspiracy against him. Well, it doesn't shock me that he would argue this, right? Um, I mean, it makes perfect sense. You know, if you try to ban or block a conspiracy theorist, then the answer is that there's just a conspiracy against him. Um, and I don't blame him for thinking that. Um, but there are sort of structural things going on that have sort of gotten to this point. I mean, one is that I've known that these lawsuits from the Sandy Hook parents were coming for some time. Because um, I've been in contact with Sandy Hook parents and, and, you know, the terrible, terrible things they've been through. And to have that compounded by these people saying that they're frauds, you know, and posting the pictures of their children and inciting sort of harassment against the parents is, is just unfathomable. Um, so that's one thing that's been going on. And then the other part of it is you have a lot of people upset with the fact that Trump won. So they're looking for a scapegoat. And it's the, it's the fake news and conspiracy theories that they're turning to. And they're like, you know, we got to get rid of this stuff. But they're being a little bit short-sighted. Because if we start blocking the Alex Jones, then only at some point are we going to start blocking, you know, Rachel Maddow. <laughs> right. So, you know, we're putting a lot of power into the hands of these social media companies to start choosing what conspiracy theories get blocked and what ones don't. And it, there's no easy way to do it. So by just singling Alex Jones out, um, it's opening a whole can of worms that I don't think anyone is really ready to grapple with. And I think this is a really, really dangerous thing. And it's it's worse than, than we even have thought about at this point. Yeah, but it is sort of, um, how do you say, it? sort of scary in a sense that, like you said, what happened to a lot of these parents and how he kind of drove it in a way uh, and, and got people charged up to do things against parents that had murdered children. Now, he's to, bl now he's to blame for his actions. Right. So, you know, but... The mainstream media is just as much to blame for creating this. And I want to sort of give you a story of how this happened. Is that after the shooting took place, CNN was just doing round-the-clock coverage. Yeah. And um, to keep it going, one of the things that the media did was they found this blog, the Memory Hole blog, by a professor named James Tracy. Um, who, who was a professor down here at Florida Atlantic University, so about an hour north of, 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 of where I work. And his original blog post said, you know, I don't think the media is reporting on this fully. There could be some sort of subtext that's being left out, and um, I think there are things here we don't yet know. And the media could be covering up something. And that got picked up by the local paper there, and then it got picked up by CNN who sort of gave it a massive megaphone. Now, it's not a, I'm not saying that CNN was in favor of the conspiracy theory. They weren't. 
but they put this conspiracy theory and this professor on full display in front of national audiences where they should have ignored it. And now, because it was given such a, a platform, now every time there's a shooting, there's always this, you know, false flag stuff coming up. And it, it, it heads into the foreground. And it wasn't happening like that before. And, and I've seen polls where they say, do you think shootings are false flags perpetrated by the government? You get upwards of 20% saying yes. So, um, the media deserves, the mainstream media deserves blame here. So for them to sit back and say, well, you know, we're going to hang Alex Jones out to dry. Well, they got to go take a long look in the mirror. Um, because they are just as to blame. Well, well, there you go. <laughs> you get the whole story here now. Wow. So, but all in all, your trip was good? And yeah, it was really good. I mean, the UK is a great place to uh, uh, work and study and visit, and I encourage people to go there. And, you know, for me, it's great. There's a lot of great scholarship coming out of that uh, um, country. And you can see, if you go to, if you, if you buy the book when it comes out in, in November, um, there's a lot of chapters written on the UK and other European countries um, with some really neat polling data um, in there. So, yeah, it sounds really interesting. I I, I can't wait to get it myself. Uh, I love I love reading. Well, actually, I love listening to these. So I hope it comes out in audio book too. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes are going. So uh, and now, uh, how do you like people to uh, contact you? So um, you can tweet me at, at Joe Uzinski. Um, I, I do get a lot of emails, but again, just like you, if I get something that accuses me of being a shill or something like that, it's just delete and block. Um, I do save some of the emails in, in, a, in a file folder called Kooks, and I tell my wife, I say, if, if I never not come home, then just you know, it's probably one of these people in here that got me. <laughs> Go to the kook file. <laughs> so I get emails from lizard people, believer, pizza gators, you know, you, you flat earthers, you name it. So yeah, kind of all of them. All of them. It depends on what what kind of mood they're in and what you got on. You know, what you said at one time or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind if people want to share their evidence with me, and that's fine, just as long as it's not an attachment. Um, if they have reasonable arguments, then that's fine. But if, if if there's an accusation, you know, you're in on it or you're trying to shut down... Le no, I'm not trying to shut down legitimate debate. It's, I love legitimate debate. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think we have to find a way where we can talk to each other without starting with the accusations first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, what was the biggest conspiracy over in England or, or in Europe when you were gone? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, one thing that was going on was that there was a Russian, the, the Russians had poisoned somebody. And that's sort of a conspiracy in itself, right? You know, yeah. you have these foreign agents poisoning a former agent. <laughs> and then you had these counter-conspiracies saying, no, it wasn't Russia. It's all made up by the government and by the mainstream media. <laughs> so you had this counter-narrative. <laughs> Um, so that was going on while I was there. And then you have sort of the repercussions of Brexit, where it's trying to deal with Brexit and then looking back and saying, what caused this? Um, and, and so many of the, the ideas that drove 
people to want to leave the EU turn out to be just false, and it was just conspiracy thinking. Um, and then trying to, I think there's a big move there to try and clean up the information environment. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it seems to me that they don't really want to exit either. Um, do the Brexit? It, it sounds to me like they're having second thoughts. Yeah, so if you look at polling over time there, um, for a little while, um, there was a majority saying leave, you know, but a small majority, you know, you know, I think as high as it got, you know, in opinion polls is like 55%, um, but now it's back in the other direction. And I think now that the truth is out about how painful it's going to be and how disruptive, um, it's, it's not that easy, it's, it's, there's going to be some pain. Um, and, you know, while I was there, they were concerned about, you know, having rations, you know, make sure you have food supplies because who knows um, how this is going to affect customs and food getting in because most of the food comes from other places. Oh. Oh. And that's the same for, and that's the same for everywhere. I mean, imagine if they shut off imports. Like this, just the idea of this trade war that we have right now is scary because so much of what we have comes from other places. And um, we don't quite realize it. And we don't quite understand that, you know, we have to have a lot of international cooperation because it's good to get stuff from other places. Nobody can really be self-sufficient and prosperous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, except for those Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're pretty nasty the president said they're nasty disgusting people so we shouldn't be doing anything we don't want your steel here yeah just keep your <laughs> canadian stuff away just your hockey and your beer yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it hey eh? yeah none of that other stuff oh, oh that's crazy well joe it's always a pleasure uh, i'm glad you're back it's always good to hear your voice and uh um, we'll do this again, of course, um, as often as possible. All right. Well, wonderful. I'll see you next week. To find out more about our show, guests, or listen to a previous show, visit our website at www.somethingweirdmedia.com. The end! By George, he's got it! It is the end! How dare you? If you're lying to me, I'll be back. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show is over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.